and welcome to Moki's Birth School Online. Our free classes cover all aspects of pregnancy, birth and beyond, with experts who can answer all of your questions. Classes will take place twice a week, but you will also be able to discuss any subject on Moki's Helping Mums Facebook group. You will also be able to listen back to each session on this podcast. Do get in touch if you have any comments or questions. Please email us, helpingmums at moki.eu. In this episode, Hazel from Twinning It UK, a maternity nurse and sleep specialist, talks all about babies and sleep. Key thing actually when we talk about temperature is do not judge a baby's temperature by their hand, temperature of their hands or their feet. Um, our hands and feet are the first thing that feel cold. If I feel my hands now, they're actually quite cold. Um, Whereas I'm actually quite warm in myself. So if you want to te- see what a baby's temperature is like, just feel on the back of their neck. So on the back of your neck is kind of, you're, you're, it's quite a good reflection as to how warm or cold that baby is. Um, other reason that a baby might cry is because they want comfort. They're babies, they want comfort. And I think sometimes we kind of, um, we, we want to, it comes back to expectations. We want them to be sleeping through as quickly as they possibly can and getting in a really nice routine. But we have to remind ourselves that they, they are babies and they're waking for reasons. Um, obviously, if you've got a baby that is, you know, waking every half hour, hour throughout the night, then there may be other things that you need to look at. For example, you may need to look at, um, are they having enough to eat? um not eat drink milk um you know are they having enough milk intake um have they had enough sleep in the day um sleep promotes sleep so the more overtired a baby is during the day um the the more difficult they are to settle at night and actually the way I do a lot of my coaching because I do work a lot with twins and multiples so we're always fearful of waking the other twin is I do a lot of my sleep coaching during the during the daytime so we're kind of training that's a terrible word but we're training our babies and teaching our babies to sleep well during the day so that at night time they have the skills to know how to fall back to sleep more independently um so it's talking about um cry out or self-settling I'm not a huge believer in self-settling either because I don't really believe that um, a baby has the um, the emotional span to be able to settle themselves I'm 37 years old I know that if I'm hysterical about something I need somebody to give me some reassurance and a bit of support Um, so if I was crying in my bed and I'm age 37 I'd want somebody to come and settle me. So I don't know how a six, 12, 18 month baby can actually settle themselves if there's something wrong. So, um, you know, crying happens for a reason. Um, Sleep, lots of people talk about sleep regression stages. Um, I like talking about them as sleep development stages. So if you Google sleep regression, I hate that word because regression means going backwards and actually what happens, and it does happen around four months, seven months, 12 to 18 months, is a baby's sleep pattern changes. And what happens is it goes on to, um, so at four months, they go on to a more adult way of sleeping. 
Um, so they're able to fall into a different, different stages of sleep. Um, they're able to fall into lighter stages of sleep. And actually what that means is they're not, they're not used to that. They're used to sleeping very deeply. So when we have a light sleep, you can actually hear everything that's going on around you. So around four months is what starts happening is they're asleep, but they can hear things as they go into the lighter phase and they're not used to that. So they wake. Um, and normally these phases can take a week to two to kind of adjust. You might find around four months, baby suddenly starts waking quite a lot. But what's happening is they're going into this light phase of sleep. They're not understanding what's happening and they don't know how to, how to settle themselves back down again. So um, a lot of times I'd recommend things like white noise or pink noise that can drown out kind of any, um, you know, any, outside sound influences that might be waking that baby you know white noise pink noise in the background will keep it consistent so if they do go into that lighter phase of sleep um, they're not noticing any difference in the noise level around them um, seven to eight months there's another change that happens so I call it sleep development because actually what is happening is your baby is developing they're probably learning to um, roll over um, some very early babies might even start be starting to crawl around eight nine months but again that's very quite early and what happens baby wants to practice their skills when they're in their cot and unfortunately what happens is they generally want to practice them at midnight or one two in the morning which is really inconvenient um, but it does pass and ways that you can combat that is allow them to have um you know a lot if it is a case of they're just learning to roll encourage a lot of tummy time for them during the day so that they can practice that skill during the day and not in their cot um or when you come to the 12 month stage 12 to 18 month stage when baby's starting to walk um it can disrupt sleep again because what generally happens baby stands up in cot baby wants to start walking around the cot and you can kind of laugh about it but at two in the morning it's not very funny um, these are all natural stages of development and their phases and their development phases and all phases pass and the best advice I can give is when this is happening and I've been there I've been there at two in the morning when I'm exhausted and I'm thinking oh god let me just try and find a quick fix to stop this do just kind of try and support them as much as you can during the day with practicing these skills so that by night time they've kind of got it out of their system a little bit um so yeah that gives you a kind of idea on um uh sleep development stages so when people say to you have they gone through the four month regression yet it's a development stage it's a positive thing they're going on to more positive sleep patterns so um hang on in there um susie i don't know if you want to open up some questions because i can see that quite a few have come through on the bottom yeah we've got lots through now so yeah i mean feel free if you can read out the question um oh. and then answer it okay. do i click on chat yes if you click on chat you'll see them come up on your right right hand side oh. okay. okay right so i'll start kind of um at the top um, yeah yeah um, is it better to use a baby sleeping bag or a cellular blanket? So this is really going to be down to um, personal preference. Um, baby's weight comes into it a lot. If you have a baby that's probably under eight or nine pounds, 
then you need to ensure that the the sleep bag um, and look you know look on the specifications that, that they're okay for babies of a certain size and that when you're using a sleep bag that it fits nice and slug slugly snugly around them and it's not kind of um, pulling up too much um, if they shuffle down so just make sure the sleep bag fits okay great thing about sleep bag is you can buy obviously you can buy various tog levels for it um cellular blanket yeah cellular blanket's great as well i mean obviously you can the thing with cellular blankets is they generally just come in one thickness so you know that might be where the sleep bag is slightly better but certainly probably when they're coming home from hospital and they're a lot lot smaller um cellular blanket might work better and then you work towards the sleep bag and sleep bag actually i find is a really good sleep association because i find now certainly with the twins when they were younger and after I'd sw we swaddled for quite a while um but when we put them in sleep bags the sleep bags became a sleep association so what i mean by the sleep association is something that the baby associates with sleep time so it's talking about light and dark so as we make the room darker it means bedtime um it might be that um you know having feed means sleep time it might be um a lullaby or a story that you read and becomes an association actually a sleep bag is a really good association because you can pop the baby in the sleep bag and they know it's time to sleep um what mattress would you recommend um okay so like i said before obviously a new mattress um new mattress is really important there's lots of mattresses available if you're going to spend money on on something spend it on your mattress because your baby is on it you know certainly in the first six weeks but you know but a lot babies sleep a lot um personally we use for frankie we use the ramen mattress from moki reason being is frankie's had quite a lot of breathing issues bless him through his life and it actually the mattress is breathable it's fantastic and he obviously they're a lot older now they they sleep they tend to roll over sleep on their fronts he literally sleeps with his face in the mattress and um, so the mattress we had previously wasn't breathable and he was kind of just breathing into this mattress and i was um you know he's very congested in the morning but now since we've got the ramen mattress a few months ago um his sleeping has really really improved from it and actually i noticed his congestion has as well um maisie has the aloe vera mattress i didn't feel necessarily that the ramen was necessary for her just because her she um and also the ramen was a little bit more um but the aloe vera one was really really nice quality as well so um that's what we use i don't want to say what i recommend but that's what we use so definitely i would recommend a new mattress um, are waterproof mattress protectors safe to use? Um, yes, there's no reason why not. I know on the market there are some waterproof mattress protectors that are, are, um, are breathable as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a Kindercraft nest similar to the next to me. It comes with a thin mattress. Should we get a new mattress? Mm, I'm not that familiar with that mattress. I'm going to be honest. Um, and I'll always be honest with people. If I don't know, I'm not going to um kind of just make it up but what i would say is ensure that it's nice and firm if it's nice and firm if it's a new mattress then i'm sure it's absolutely fine you know lots of you know mattresses and, and sleep items for baby have to meet a lot of standards 
Um, so yeah, I'm sure that is absolutely fine. Can lying the baby flat consistently affect the shape of the baby's head? This is a really, really good question. Yes, it absolutely can. Um, does that head shape correct? Yes, absolutely. So until a baby is probably, probably about 18 months old or certainly when they're uh, more mobile and actually until the front and the back fontanelle closes up. So the fontanelles, you've got a small kind of circular bit at the front and at the back, which is a soft piece. Until they close up, your baby's head shape will still change. Um, so I'll give you an example. So Frankie, bless him, he was, um, he, he came out with a really wonky head and it must have been because Maisie was squashing him, I don't know. And um, we actually found that obviously we're sleeping him on his back, he was getting a really flat head at the back and he had a bonky bit out the side here. And we got him referred from the doctors to Great Ormond Street. So I was thinking, my God, this poor child, like his, his head shape was just not spherical. It was just all over the place. So we went to Great Ormond Street and they did lots of measurements and they said, you know what, it, it is absolutely normal. Give it till 18 months and it will settle. And I thought, I was thinking as mum, I was thinking, oh, it's not going to, it's not going to. And you know what, as soon as he started, um, sitting up more as soon as he started being not horizontal all the time like new babies are his head shape corrected itself so i think 99 percent of the time they do correct themselves and the reason they do go flat at the back is because their 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 skulls are quite soft and they're still moving so don't worry a, a flat head at the back is a sign that a baby's been put to bed in the right way so so don't worry about that one um what is the criteria for good quality mattress uh, Nora, I'm going to be really honest and say I wouldn't be able to give you lots of facts and figures about it. All I'd say is say a new mattress and a firm mattress is really important. Um, I don't know if you might have to research further about them because I don't know if, um, what the actual kind of criteria or if there is an official criteria as such. Um, what do I use for newborn to sleep in? A lot of the sleeping bags are for £8 plus. So, like I said before, um, you can obviously choose a cellular blanket. Um, if you're sleeping them during the day, if it's quite warm like it is at the moment, you know, just, just a, a, um, a baby grow. You know, they don't necessarily need to have anything over them. Um, I'd always recommend, if, if it's really, really warm, so if we start creeping up to like 23, 24 in, in the bedrooms and you're having to really strip that baby back, so you're talking, you're not having grow bags on and you know it's really warm in there. If you're sleeping them in something like a long sleeve vest, ensure that you put socks on their feet. Um, and lots of you that perhaps follow me already that know that that's a tip I really talk about. It's the reason being I say that is because um, like I said before, never judge body temperature of hands or feet because feet are the first thing to get, feet and hands are the first thing to get cold. So if your baby's feet start feeling cold, it will wake them. Um, so if you are sleeping them in just little vests over the summer and no blankets over them because the room is warm, just put some socks on them as well. It's not going to heat them, but it's just going to help to maintain their body temperature. Um, do you recommend any specific companies for buying new mattresses? Well, <laughs> um, Moki, <laughs> I have to say, and I mean that very, very genuinely because I use them for the twins 
and um, we did have mattresses previously to purchasing them from Moki, um, but I wouldn't go back. And it's difficult because obviously I'm doing this talk for Moki, but it's what we use and it's what we love. And genuinely, they've got a really, really good choice of of mattresses um, that suit every budget as well, because you don't need to spend necessarily a lot of money. Um, all I'm saying, you know, is it just needs to be nice quality, which theirs are, and um, and new. Um, Da, da, da. are baby rockers safe for daytime sleep daytime naps okay um jessica so with this one it's a it's kind of a difficult question to answer yes they are safe provided you are in the room with them and you are not going to fall asleep yourself if there is risk that you are going to fall asleep while they're in their rocker i would say put them in a moses basket or um, something that is it, that is a flat surface. Um, just because the way baby rockers are is they can slightly insulate a baby. So if they roll to the side, or um, you know their face is kind of pushed into the sides that generally kind of lip up, um, they wouldn't be necessarily a hundred percent safe. But if you're confident that you're going to be staying awake with the baby while they're napping in their rocker, then yes, yeah, absolutely, you know, it's absolutely fine. Um, do I recommend swaddling? What if the blanket comes loose in the middle of the night and how do you stop it happening and how exactly do you tuck it in firmly? Can you use a fan in the room? Um, I recommend swaddle. I personally recommend swaddling provided the baby, um, provided it wasn't a breech birth. Um, reason being is there's slightly more risk for something called hip dysplasia for breech birth. So you have to be careful when swaddling a baby not to, um, not to swaddle their hips too tightly. Um, swaddling swaddling's can be really, really effective because it, it stops that startle, um, it stops that startle reflex from happening. Um, and it's it shouldn't, if it's done correctly, it shouldn't come loose. And for those of you that follow me, I've got do have some videos on how to swaddle safely with babies that might be of interest to you. Um, so it shouldn't come loose in the middle of the night is the answer to that if it's done correctly. Um, can you use a fan in the room? Yes, you can, provided, again, like the window, provided that the, um, the direction of the fan and the direction of the draft isn't over the baby. That's, it's not to make the baby cold or anything like that. It's just for the pure fact that a fan will dry, dry their airway out. And that's the, that's the last thing you want to do. So you can have it, you know, have it within the room. And actually it's, it's kind of quite like a white noise as well, fam. Um, what are your thoughts on noise levels once baby is asleep? I've heard it can be useful to not minimise it so that the baby gets used to sleeping despite normal household noises. For example, chat, pets, appliances, etc. Um, I'll answer the second bit of that in a minute. Uh, my thoughts are, is get carry on with your normal life and try not to be... Um, try not to tippy toe around too much um, because babies do get used to noise pretty well and they'll sleep through a lot. I know the twins certainly sleep through each other's screams. So they get you, babies do get used to noise. So try not to set yourself up too much. So when you are coming home, try not to be too kind of quiet around them or have whispering voices. Say, will babies, you know, babies up to the age of like three, four months, they sleep very deeply. So they sleep through a lot of noise. Um, if they're sensitive to noise, then you can use something like white noise to kind of dull out barking dogs or older children or 
you know, household noises. What are my views on soothers? Example, toys with lights or sounds for when baby wakes. Toys with lights or sounds for when baby wakes. Um, toys, toys with, um, it's a slightly, I'm a bit confused on that question. Maybe you can ask that second bit again, whoever answered that. What are your views on? Stacey, so Stacey, if you can ask the second bit of that question again, because I'm just a little bit confused by it, sorry. Um, brilliant to hear the cry out method and the myth of self-soothing and not being promoted in this session. Ah, oh. um, yeah, it's just not me. Doesn't sit well with me, but that's not to say people choose, you know, people choose that they're your children. You've got to remember that they're your children. So no matter what people are telling you how to do something or you must do this or you must do that because it worked for them, what works for your friend probably won't, won't necessarily work for you. You've got, to, you know, they, they're your children. Um, uh, Sleep bag. I can't take in a blanket on the side. When co-sleeping, how to safely cover a baby? Um, yeah, you can't tuck a blanket in really when co-sleeping. So the idea is really is that sleep bags are really effective for something like that. So yeah, sleep bag would be a good one. Um, when would you expect for a baby to stick to sleeping in his Moses basket or cot? Our four-day-old baby is still getting the hang of it, sometimes only sleeping on our chest. We are keen to develop a rhythm and pattern to his sleep, but don't know when is realistic to start that. Okay, so that's a really good question because, you know, a lot of time people come home with this, you know, this new baby and who's constantly sleeping. They love being on you. And they love feeling your warmth. They love feeling your heartbeat. They've been next to you for the past, you know, hopefully nine months. Um, when do they start developing a rhythm? Probably around six weeks, you'll notice it. What I would recommend though, um, I would never take away from somebody having lots and lots of cuddle time with their new baby. What I try and recommend, if possible, because it will make things easier for you in the long run, is to at least, even, even from day one, at least have one nap, one or two naps, somewhere other than on you. Just so that the, the, the rely, they don't become solely reliant on being on you. Um, you know, they're your new baby, so enjoy them. And it goes really quickly. But, you know, when they're two years old, you don't want them just being able to sleep on you. So, you know, where possible, get them down in that Moses basket um, if you can. But, yeah, four days old is, is still really early. So it's really early days. Um, and when it comes to developing a rhythm, what I'd really recommend is start your day at the same time every day and end your day at the same time every day, because that gives you some kind of structure. So realistic wake times for a newborn baby, you're looking at about 6 to 6.30. Sorry. Um, you know, that's generally when you perhaps be starting the first feed with them. That's not to say that you can't put them straight back to bed afterwards. You know, you absolutely can. It doesn't mean to say that if they're waking at 6 a.m. for their first feed, that you need to be up and about in the living room with them. Absolutely not. You can put them back down to sleep um, and then they'll go back to sleep again. And then start with bedtime. So bedtime, start getting a route, you know, getting a little routine in place. Just so you have also, not just for the baby, but for you as a parent, that you have um that you have some kind of consistency for you, for yourself. And new babies, they're not going to go to bed at, you know, at 7pm. So it's pointless trying to put your new baby really down to bed at 7pm. Bedtime for new, new babies, probably under, you know, six weeks old, you're looking at about eight, eight, nine o'clock, eight, nine, ten o'clock. So, you know, having them down, down, 
with you in the living room, just having you know low level noise around them, lights dimmed. Um, also, when it comes to new babies, you don't need to bath them every day. So bath does not need to be involved in a daily routine at all. In fact, it, 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 it's, it's shown, you know, studies have shown that it's really not necessary to bath every day. Babies can't maintain their um, or regulate their body temperatures until they're about two years old. Um, and it can take quite a few hours. If their body temperature gets too hot or too cold, it can take quite a few hours to get the body temperature back down to normal. So it can affect nighttime sleep quite a lot. So um, even do, do a bath or do a wash down a little bit earlier in the day so it doesn't disrupt, disrupt their kind of nighttime sleep. Um, so sleep pods, um, what do I think about kind of sleep pods or nests? So these are, they're fine to use as long as it's for daytime sleep. So, but not for, um, not for unsupervised sleep. So they're fantastic to use if you want them in the living room or um, somewhere where you're going to be and you're going to be awake. That's a really important thing. So where you're going to be awake. Um, but for nighttime sleep, it's not needed in a cot use them just for daytime only. Um, also, a baby can come, become a little bit too reliant on them if they're used all the time and they will grow out of them eventually, remember. So try telling your 18 month old that they can't sleep in their, in their pod anymore. They do get a little bit upset. So yeah, they're fantastic for daytime use, um, along with Moses baskets as well. Um, can you give baby massages and gently massage their head? Yes, absolutely. Um, but avoid their fontanelles. That's the soft sunken pieces at the front and the back of their heads. Um, so don't do any massage. But one thing is you're not going to be doing a massage like you would on an adult. You're just going to be on a, on a scalp of a baby. It's just, tick, just tickling. It's all you, all you need. Um, I had an NCT class the other day which recommended laying in the recovery position if you breastfeed in the middle of the night so that if you fall asleep in bed with baby in bed, you can't roll over onto them. What do you think about this? Seems to go against most midwives' advice. I have heard that and I have read some evidence that actually supports that. Um, perhaps, I don't know whether the, the NCT website ha, you know, has that posted, but I have read evidence that actually supports that, that feeding in, in the recovery position is... is the best one to do at night um, and actually I read a study very recently that shows that actually mothers um, <laughs> have something built into them that that stops them rolling onto their babies at night and actually situations or, or you know awful situations have that may have happened 99.9% um, .9 of the time it hasn't been the mother that's rolled onto them so um, yeah I mean have a look I have read that as well about that position but do look into it further. Um, is it dangerous for babies to fall asleep in their car seat on the first few months during a long car drive? Or if we visit family abroad, could we just bring the car seat to use as a stroller and baby carrying? Right, so the reason um, that it's um, safety recommendations is not to use um, car seats for longer than a you know, one and a half to two hours maximum is because what can happen is the baby's head, certainly when they're a lot smaller, in a car seat, if they fall asleep, it can dip forward and that actually reduces the oxygen that they're taking in. So certainly with, you know, with very small and, you know, younger babies, certainly in the first few months, you know, avoid or break up long car journeys. Um, you know, and it, or if possible, if you're going on a longer journey, be sitting, you know, be sitting next to that baby so that if their chin does 
you know, move forward, you can move them back. So that's the reasoning behind it. Um, could we just bring the car seat to use as a stroller and baby carrying? Um, you could just so long as you know that baby's not going to be left in that car seat for longer than, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours maximum, really. Um, and obviously you're breaking it up in between because also in car seats, they do get incredibly warm because they're kind of quite insulating and they cocoon them in. So it might be advisable to take, you know, take a, a stroller as well. Um, oh, do, okay, Stacey, back to your question. Do I agree with um, kind of sleep, sleep toys? Yeah, sleep association toys. There's lots of different brands out there that play white noise, pink noise. Um, I'm not as much of a massive fan of the ones that, um, project stars and stuff like that onto you know onto the the ceiling just because I find that can stimulate baby a little bit too much and it's causing their eyes to kind of gaze around which is you know essentially not what you want them to be doing you want them to be relaxing um you know sleep sleep uh, aids let's say um look out for ones which have red lights on because red lights are really soothing for babies and avoid um avoid any kind of blue lighting in a baby's room because blue light is really detrimental to a baby's sleep. Um, there's certain brands out, out there which actually have blue lights on and I can't for the life of me understand why, because actually it really interrupts sleep as, as a human being, not just as a baby. Um, what tips have you got to delay, delay early risers? 4.30, 5 o'clock, room is already dark with pink noise continuously playing. So my thoughts would be, um, my thoughts would be is the room 100% dark because even the slightest slightest little chink of light that comes into that baby's room will trigger um, a reaction through their eyes because through their eyelids they will sense light and that produces um, cortisol which is the hormone that wakes a baby up so 435 is about the time it's getting light at the moment um, ensure it's completely dark um, in there it might be that there's an outside influence that is, um, you know, do your neighbours get up really, you know, do your neighbours get up early? Does traffic start around that time? Or is your heating on a thermostat? So what happens between about 2 and 5 a.m., actually the temperature in a house naturally really kind of dips down. It's the coldest part of the night. So check the, th check the temperature on your thermostat because if it is dipping down below a certain temperature, it might be the heating's clicking on you might not notice it as an adult, you know, it might just be take, clicking on for 10, 15 minutes, but that's enough to wake a baby, the sound of that boiler firing within the house. Um, those would be my immediate, immediate thoughts on that one. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Laurie, I missed your question. You missed my question earlier. I asked about the Montessori bed, which is basically a mattress on the floor to promote free mobility and autonomy for the baby. I've, I've worked with quite a few clients actually that use um, the Montessori bed, which is basically um, a lot of people do from birth where the mattress is on the floor and it's not actually of a raised level. Um, it's, it's quite 50, 50. I'm going to be honest as to how effective the sleep is in there. There's, there's, I don't think there's enough research out there that um, kind of says whether it helps or hinders sleep. Um, but there's, you know, there's nothing to say that it's, it's detrimental to sleep by any means. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know enough, enough about it, Laurie, to answer. I'm really sorry. Um, 
Is blacking out the room for naps something you'd recommend? Okay, I'm going to say something really controversial now, um, but it's the way I work is I would personally have uh, a room as dark as possible for baby's naps. Yeah, because um, sleep is sleep, whether it's daytime sleep or nighttime sleep. We are the adult that controls when that light gets let in. So if it's a daytime sleep, okay, not ideal, probably in the first six months because the baby's supposed to be in the same room as you when it naps. But certainly when that baby is six months old, I'd highly recommend naps in the dark. Um, darkness produces melatonin and helps a baby sleep. So yes, I would um, recommend, certainly after six months, um, ensuring that the room is dark for a sleep. So it goes against what probably every other sleep consultant says out there, but it, it works with a lot of my clients. Um, cot bumpers, should they be used? Um, if yes, is a specific age? No, they shouldn't be used. Um, my baby's five months and just sleeps for longer than 45 minutes when I'm next to her. What can I do to get her to sleep for longer by herself? Okay, so um, you probably need to look out for her sleep cues effectively. Um, I'd need to know a little bit more because there's a lot of things that could, could kind of could influence that. But certainly it probably means you're just missing her window of when she's showing sleep signs. Um, if your Natalie says, if your baby is used to sleeping on you, could you use like a hot water bottle to heat up the Moses basket to wean them into it? Obviously, take the water bottle away before putting the baby in. Natalie, absolutely, it's one of one of the tips I use with a lot of my clients is um, is tricking a baby to thinking they're still on you. Um, so yes, you could put if you've got a baby that's really reluctant. So as soon as they come off you and you put them in the Moses basket and they wake right up get a hot water bottle, just put it in there. So it's not, doesn't need to be too hot, just warm. And just warm that, that space in that Moses basket for a few minutes. And the other thing you can do is obviously when you lay that baby down in the Moses basket, just lay a firm, I'll get my demonstration dolly, just lay a firm hand down on their chest. Because what that does, if you think if your baby's been laid on you, they felt that pressure against their chest. So when you're laying them down in a cot, all of a sudden there's no pressure on their chest. So they wake. So just put a nice firm hand on their chest. And yes, hot water bottle that's been removed is a great tip. So the baby still feels like it's, you know, it's warm next to mummy and it's got the pressure still there. So yeah, that's a great one. Um, can you use a car seat that attaches to the pram or does the baby have to be flat? Um, when they are newborn, you can use a car seat that attaches to the pram as long as it's for very short spaces of time. There are certain things, and I, I, when I had the twins, I used to get my buggy out. I used to put both of the the carry cots on, and um, just to nip into the shop for ten minutes. And it used to be such a rigmarole, and I used to be literally so stressed out doing it. And then one of my friends said, "You know what? You can just put your car seat in there. It's a lot easier." And yeah, it was a hell of a lot easier. And if they're just in there for a short space of time, then absolutely, because they might be asleep and actually waking them up could be, have a negative effect. Um, at what age can a baby sleep in a room on their own with a monitor? Really, so the guidelines do say from six months. Um, obviously, you, you need to use your own judgment on that. I don't know the, the layout of your house. Um, you know, it might be that the baby is literally in a room that is adjacent to you and you can have two doors open and you can see what's going on. Um, but you know, not everyone has that situation. So the guidelines do state 
six months. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's not my baby, it's your baby. Um, can we leave a side light on for the entire night? Will this affect the baby's sleep? Okay, so what I will say to this one, I said earlier, babies are born with two fears, fear of falling and fear of noise. A lot of people come to me and say, your baby is scared of the dark. I absolutely promise you, your baby is not scared of the dark. Um, you know, it's like a baby is not born scared of spiders. It's something we teach them. A baby is not born scared of lo lots of things. It's, it's taught, they only come with two fears. So um, if the light night, <laughs> night light is for feeding reasons, then what I'd recommend is no, don't have it on all night. Invest in a lamp or not even a lamp, invest in a light bulb that is red and is um, very low wattage, so it's very dim. So if you do feel the need to leave light on all night, have it as a, red, a dim red light. Um, on the light spectrum, I talked about blue light being detrimental to sleep. Red light does not affect sleep in any way at all. Um, so, um, sorry, I was just reading a question. Yeah, so red light doesn't affect sleep in any way at all. So if you wanted to leave a light on all night for kind of sleeping reasons or kind of popping in and out or being able to see what you're doing, use a red light or use a red bulb. Um, but I wouldn't recommend you using a night light on all night because actually all that creates is a dependency um, for light, um, which you're going to find once they're in their own room and you, you don't you don't want that you you won't want that dependency. Um, someone asked about sleepy heads. Please, can you confirm? Are these also are these also for daytime supervised sleep only? They are for daytime supervised sleep only. Yeah. Um, I think I think it will say say on the the instructions as well. Um, anyone else? Oh, here we go. Ah. Would you recommend getting baby used to their own room by doing certain things in there during the day? Example, changing nappies. Yes, yes, yes. Get them used to that room. We go through pregnancy, we make this beautiful nursery, and then we're told that the baby can't sleep in there for six months. So the room is redundant. Well, no, it's not redundant because you can spend lots of nice time in there. You can do nappy changes, put them in their cots while you're kind of pottering around doing bits and pieces so that cot isn't alien to them. Um, so they, you know, so they become become used to it and they become used to that space. They become used to the light in the room um, they become used to the noise in the room. Um, yeah, so getting used to it. I think, should I alternate between cot and those swing chairs during the day? Um, if you've got the option of just a cot, then just use a cot, really. Um, I'd say, you know, a cot or a Moses basket is gonna be your best sleep option for a baby by far. Um, my car seat reclines to 157 degrees. Is this okay to leave babies in for longer than, oh, I'm not a car seat expert, Katie, I'm sorry. Um, I, all I'd say is don't leave a baby in a car seat for kind of long durations. Um, where should they sleep during the day? Ideally in the room that you're in. Um, Okay, how do you change a nappy or breastfeed at night without a light? If you turn the light on, will that stop them going back to sleep? No, no, no. I'm not saying don't don't use a light. I'm saying you can use um, you can use a light, um, but just use a very dim one, um, and use a red one because the red one won't affect won't interrupt their sleep. A white light or um, you know a warm light might affect their sleep and might wake them too much. A red light won't. 
So red is on the spectrum where our eyes, it, it doesn't recognize it as an interference. So it doesn't produce melatonin. Is it a good idea to have a rocking sand from Moses basket in the day, but not at night? It is entirely up to you. Stands are really good, um, especially if you've got things like pets around the house, just keeping the baby off the floor. And also, also you know, a stand is gonna keep them at the same level as your bed as well to use. Um, we have a grow egg. Are these okay for nighttime as these have a constant glow for temperature? It's a really good question. So um, this one, this product will show blue light occasionally, which again, I, I don't know why it does this. It's absolutely crazy. So just keep it out of view of the baby. Um, there's a few more coming in. I don't know any tips for getting a baby that struggles to sleep to drop off. Just look out for sleep cues, but there's lots and lots that kind of goes into that. It's, you know, looking out for when your baby's tired, um, working out exactly how long your baby can stay awake and ensuring that they don't go beyond that duration during the day. Any more? I think we're... I think you're done, Hazel. That was great. I know, my voice is really sore. I've talked loads. <laughs> Constantly, but yeah, that was fantastic. And Hazel's coming back. Um, Think you're going to be talking about we'll probably do this session again i think um you know yeah sleep's always a really good one to talk about yeah exactly we'll get, get new people coming in as people find out they're pregnant um and i think you'll be talking about being a doula as well in a few weeks as well so that's yes. a really interesting yes. i'm open to talk about lots of lots of things but yeah so hope everyone's enjoyed it and um thanks for thanks for joining thank you and as usual this will be written up um to go on the blog um on the mocky website as well listening and for more information on the next class please visit our website or email us helpingmums at moki.eu thank you